0: You're listening to the Sheriff's Report with Pine County Sheriff Jeff Nelson, right here on Q Media's On Demand. Jeffrey, what's up, my friend? Good morning. Uh, you taking a nap over there? Or yeah, you, yeah, I, I locked right?
1: up for a second there. That's I, I, I okay. I what
0: that was. stage fright. It, Sher- yeah, It could be. Sheriff, would you rather be uh, kind and generous or wealthy and powerful? Remembered for. Can't
1: be both? Oh, remembered for. Yeah,
0: when you die. Let's oh, I think kind and generous. That's the coward's way. Think so? I think so. so. so If you want to be remembered, remembered. I know some people it's not a big deal. Like Their legacy is not a big deal. I I kind of care about my legacy, obviously, ego-wise. I know I won't be here forever. I know people won't remember me forever. I just want them to have me in the back of their head for as long as possible, as long as humanly possible. That's why I got the plaque that they won't be able to take down after I die because that's an agreed legal contract we have stays
1: with the building forever
0: yeah the, the studio's officially been named after me so right yeah officially like i mean i guess a new company could come in and desecrate my plaque but it seems a little over the top if they did hmm. um so i mean to each their own though i like to also be i know there's a lot of people here especially game day Gilman, who owes me like three thousand dollars that would consider me generous and kind because he still can walk you know what i'm saying haven't broke his legs yet. I haven't lost a kneecap yet. No, Oh. Huh. no. He's he's doing okay. Well, that's amazing. Yeah, that, well, that
1: just speaks to the person you are. I guess. I,
0: that will, also, I don't think he can pay me back if I broke both his kneecaps and he couldn't work. It's he just radio. To,
1: What's he need a kneecap Well, for? he's
0: got to walk up the stands to call the play-by-play and stuff like that. Oh, uh, I suppose. Uh sheriff, you know me. I'm a people, a person of the people, people of the person, person Ooh. for the people. What? Um, somebody called and uh, left a message. Normally, uh, us, we have somebody to answer the phones, because uh, I don't answer the phones. Uh, somebody called and asked, uh, you heard the message, I believe, as well. Um, he was asking what to do about their uh, neighbor's dogs running around, and was curious on the sheriff's thoughts on that. So let's say, let's throw a hypothetical that it's happening in Pine City. Right in town, right at the end of the cul-de-sac, the uh, person's dogs keep running into your, the other person's yard. What should you do in that scenario?
1: Uh, well, the first thing, uh, actually, you called it when we were talking uh, mm-hmm. earlier, is uh, obviously talking to your neighbors, finding out where they're from, and, and letting them know there's a problem. I think a lot of times we hear that you know people haven't talked to their neighbors yet when they you know call us or, or somebody in the at a city level for for uh, services of that sort, and you know it, I think it goes to um, somewhat of a breakdown in the neighborhoods. Uh, obviously, if you're afraid to talk to your neighbor or there's some ongoing history there, uh, changes things, but obviously talking to your neighbor is, is important in, in all things that happen in a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if it's uh, you know, where the snow gets plowed or, uh, or uh, dogs running loose and, and just having that kind of a conversation is, is the first
0: step. Um, yeah, I had a issue—not not an issue, I would say per se—with my neighbors who are hopefully listening right now. Um, that there's there's a tree branch in my yard that blocks the ability for all the other neighbors down the road to see oncoming cars I because know. the branch is in the way. I didn't find out until one of my neighbors just kind of brought it up to me. He's like, "Hey, like, uh, is there any chance we can cut that branch down at some point or whatever?" All the neighbors were together at a fire, like, maybe a month before, and we're all talking about how much they hated it. And I was just like, all you guys had to do was come up to me and, like, straight up say, hey, can you cut that branch down so we can see it's going... Instead of, like, stewing on it or being upset about it, because I, I don't care about that tree. I could, We can cut that branch. I would ra- rather the tree no, doesn't die, but if we can get somebody out there and cut it down, like, 100%, and then everybody's a little bit safer on the road, and nobody's up like. You'd be surprised at how much your neighbors might be mad about something that you don't realize. Right? Could yeah. be this, like could be with this dog too. I mean, there are neighbors out there that are absolute jerks. But there still, are. it could could have been that just neighbor just doesn't think it's a big deal and needs to be told that it's a big deal. Or they might even think like, oh, they don't mind. They like when the dogs like run over there. They have got kids. They probably enjoy the dog stopping on by.
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm. neighbors are different. Some do. Yeah. Some some would uh, probably feed it or uh, enjoy having it around and and others are, you know, either they have their own dogs, they have kids that they're concerned about, you know, or their dogs are a little sketchy. Um, Those kind of things can all impact that neighborhood. You know, we've had issues where neighborhood, you know, neighbors have been friendly and neighborhoods have been nice. And then one thing like that gets everyone to pick sides and it can get kind of silly at times without, without some conversation, people, people can uh, make some decisions with wrong information.
0: So I'm assuming though that this person has already gone through these parameters and already has talked to their neighbor, hasn't worked out or whatever. What's the next step on that then?
1: Well again depends on where you're at the uh, you know if they' if you're within a, a city jurisdiction, um, then there might be some uh, uh, city ordinances that come into play there and uh they can they can contact the city and and let them know what the problem is um most of the uh, larger cities have uh, someone that can intervene in that situation with uh contacting the owner and and notifying them that there's a problem um officially you know sometimes they don't know there's a problem and and putting them on notice is obviously the first part to correcting Mm -hmm. it is is uh, letting people know there's a problem like you just said so Getting them involved and, and having uh, that information put out there, um, then enforcement of that. If it's a, if it's a typically what we'll do within the city jurisdiction is the city will look, will send a letter saying, "Hey, your, your dog is doing this or violating this by their actions," um, and then at that point we can actually enforce the ordinance after there's been that notice put out. Um, if it's uh, you know a leash law or, or whatever that uh, dog registration might be. Mm-hmm. And, and again, the cities have that outside of a city jurisdiction. It's a little different. Most of the townships um, don't have a real strong... Uh, dog ordinance with a leash law and that kind of stuff because they're in the country and, you know, dogs kind of do what dogs do. So um, there are a few. So you, again, you have to check with the local jurisdiction if it's a township or a city and, and see what their laws um, or their ordinances would uh, would allow for dogs to be uh, running around. And, uh, and all of that changes if the dog is, you know, doing something aggressive. So if the dog is... Um, attacking other animals uh, unprovoked, or attacking people that are walking by or driving by on bikes, those kind of things unprovoked, that changes stuff where we can get involved a little quicker, uh, and and, uh, put a notice on that animal owner that their dog is, uh, air quote, potentially dangerous, Mm -hmm. which then triggers a lot more uh, restrictions on that person Um, And it really puts them on notice that if there's a dog bite, then the next steps are are, are pretty drastic for the owner and the dog. Um, And if there is a a significant injury to a person or uh, an an animal in that case, um, the dog can be put down um, or impounded and and go through a a legal process. And, And again, if your dog... Gets declared dangerous, um, there's there's all kinds of um, stuff that gets triggered then where you have to have a bond on the dog, you have to have a a microchip if you don't already, and you have to have all these uh, safety uh, plans in place basically, uh, which typically... from my experience results in in the dog uh, ultimately getting put down because it does get pretty pretty hard to meet all the requirements Mm -hmm. that uh, gets put on a dog after they've made a you know a significant bite on somebody so um again it, it's, it's kind of a long process sometimes, and uh, it's, you know, people call in thinking that, that law enforcement's going to come over and do something with the dog on the first call, and that, again, typically isn't the outcome. You know, we can come there and, and look for any uh, obvious uh, public safety issues and, and take appropriate action with that. But other than that, it's kind of a long process to get something done with the neighbor. And that's why you're <laughs> much better off if, if you've got a, a neighbor you can deal with is, is taking it that first step and and dealing with that neighbor uh, on a personal level and, and saying, hey, your dog keeps coming over here. And, uh, you know, again, whether it's being aggressive or uh, just uh, deciding that your yard is a better bathroom mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we, we can't have that going on and, you and, and, Again, uh, assuming people can be rational about dogs, which we found isn't always the case either. Um, that's that's the best way to start, and then take it up the the, the progression from there, if you will. So, um, and, and they can be annoying because again, you know, some people see dogs running around and it's instantly a bad thing, and other people see dogs running around and they want to call them over there and pet them and give them mm-hmm. treats. So it, it's a wide range of. Uh, um, reactions to dogs uh, and i've found over the years and uh, and again it's uh, you can't say one's right and one's wrong and point comes down to dog owners need to be responsible for their dogs keep them on their property uh, whether it's a leash uh, uh, an invisible fence or a a, a real fence Uh, ultimately the responsibility of a dog owner and any animal owner is to keep that animal under control on their property and, and not annoying their neighbors. Does that take us uh, enough of a journey? On yeah,
0: towards? that was appreciated, Sheriff. Uh, once again, you can always call or Text in with your questions. Uh, I might ignore a couple, might uh, take a couple. It doesn't really matter, um, but feel free to text them on in, 320-629-7575, or go phone call. Probably won't be able to take any more today since we just uh, killed up a full segment. Uh, Sheriff, now uh, you want people to start protecting their cars again because catalytic converter theft really was super rampant.
1: Yeah, we had uh, five reports of uh, catalytic converter thefts this past week. Um all the way ranging from uh, kind of all week long we had one on, up in uh, the Finlayson area on Saturday, uh, we had two reported on Tuesday um, Graston and Pine City or Graston and Hinkley and then another one in Pine City on the 8th um, and I forgot to write one down and I don't know where that one is, sorry. Um, so they've been kind of throughout the whole county, north to south, and, and scattered throughout the days of the week. So uh, we did have some information from another county that one of their um, suspects in, in a few of their thefts up there may have been uh, hanging out in our county lately. Uh, so we're looking into that and trying to piece things together on, on, on who that might be. Uh, obviously might not be them, and we've got several in our own county that we've arrested over the years that uh, that seem to come back to it. So, again, anything you can do to protect your vehicle, if it's
0: putting it inside, um, you know, better, better lighting. Uh, Put it helps. inside. Jeez, that's what a rich person in the garage would say, Sheriff. How yeah, dare. I know, and not How everyone can do you? that. I get, I get it. I get
1: it. Um, but again it, it does help to do something to secure it and you know as much as you try it is a pretty quick uh, uh, event sometimes and and people are even finding it in 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 daylight when there should be normal traffic around in a parking lot that people are able to you know slide under a vehicle cut it off and, and get away undetected so its Unfortunately, it's, it's a little too easy to get those things off a car and, and get out of there. So um, the best defense for everybody is to, you know, everybody to pay attention on what's going on. And, and if there's a uh, um, something that looks odd, you know, it might be somebody that's just broke down in a parking lot and is legitimately working on their vehicle. But if you see something like that, call us. Um, you know, we can get over there and check it out pretty quick and, and uh, you know, they're not going to be doing exhaust, uh, repair in a parking lot more than likely. Um, uh, and we can sort through that. So let us know, uh, again, anything you can do to document the plate number or suspect information, uh, when you call us would be obviously helpful. Uh, but that really is the best thing for everyone to stay aware of that. Know that it's a problem and and pay attention to what's going on around them. And then let us know when it's happening and not, you know, a week later saying they thought they might have, should have reported something. So, um, and that really goes a long ways with a lot of our crimes in this county is just being aware of it, letting us know that it's going on and and helping us to uh, help out on those kind of incidents. Um, and, and kind of along those lines, uh, just yesterday we had a, uh, a good uh, resolution to a uh, burglary up in Sandstone. So um, an individual reported that their, uh, their garage had been entered and a uh, bicycle had been taken out of it they uh, reported it to us and then also uh, contacted their, their neighbors to see if there was anything that they had noticed, suspicious, again, following that uh, chain through the neighborhood is a, is a good thing. And one of their neighbors actually had video uh, that covered their, their garage area. And uh, so they provided us with that video and, and pictures of the suspect, uh, which we put up on our Facebook page, and within a few minutes of posting it somebody uh, actually contacted us with a uh, possible suspect in the um, caper and uh, turns out they were right on the uh, the deputy that uh, took the information actually had contact with the suspect uh, a little while later uh, still riding the bike so uh, the bike was returned Uh, the suspect went to jail and uh, Again, it just shows that whole, everything I think I've talked about most of my sheriff career is that knowing your neighbors, talking to your neighbors, that communication that happens there, having a a video surveillance system in the neighborhood to document who's coming and going, um, and then our, our Facebook posting, and, and people actually looking at that and being able to help us out with an identification. And and again, bottom line, really good work on the deputy side to um, take that information and be able to uh, track down the suspect. And again, it, uh, it worked out well, and, and it's and it's good to see when that happens, because obviously the, the people got their property back quickly, um, the, the individual is taken into jail and will be held accountable for that and uh, hopefully um, learn from that to uh, quit doing burglaries and, and taking people's stuff. That's, that's ultimately what we're hoping for. Um, but again, having all those different processes or systems in, in place is uh, is how we solve a lot of crimes and, and that communication is, is the start of it. So. Uh, thanks for everyone involved in that. And again, good job on the deputy side to uh, to, to get the stuff take, taken care of and, and the property back. All right. So I do want to uh, advertise a little bit. The uh, jail is hiring corrections officers. We have it posted on our Facebook page as well. I'm sure, assuming it's on the Pine County uh, website uh, for jobs. Uh, again, it's a, uh, it, it's a good job in that... Uh, it really is a way to to serve the county uh, because how we take care of the people that are in our jail um, matters. Uh, you know, we we are um, in charge of that person's mm-hmm. day, today, tonight, um, activity, and their well being. So there's a uh, important role that corrections officers play. In the uh, in the realm of public safety and it's obviously it's all behind doors and it's not as public as uh, the deputies ride around in SWAT cars uh, but uh, again it's a, a good job um, if people are interested there's information posted and I would uh, encourage them to apply and uh, if you're not looking for a job but you're looking for a way to serve the community we do have uh, upcoming uh, information meeting uh, for our reserves and our CERT program and that's uh, Thursday September 23rd at 6 p.m. at the Hinkley Fire Hall uh, if you want to come in and, and find out some information on either of those programs that would be great uh, we are um, they are volunteer positions where people can um, get out and help us at various community events and also all the way up to a natural disaster events where um, We'll need extra people to come in and, and uh, help um, in times of an emergency. So um, I would encourage people to to give that some thought. And if they want to come find out more information on Thursday, the 23rd, or they can also call uh, Denise at 320-438-0309. And she can answer some questions over the phone that uh, might uh, help you decide to show up. Sounds good to me. Sheriff, anything else? Yes, I I need to uh, point out that uh, today is my 32nd wedding anniversary.
0: 32 years. Can you imagine that? I've been dealing with you for about six, so no. No, I cannot imagine that. 32 That'd be like, uh, hold up, let's do the math. Uh, Carry the two, carry the... That's 26 more years of us doing the Sheriff's Report. For us to hit our thirty-two anniversary of the Sheriff's Report, and I have to have, only have to see you at Thursdays for like fifteen minutes.
1: Yes, yes. So obviously she's a saint.
0: Yeah, I, I believe it.
1: And uh, has put up with me more than uh, people should be required. So she might be uh, might be listening, but
0: uh, a lot better looking than you too. But I didn't need to say that. She,
1: she's aged well.
0: Yeah. Comparatively, yes. absolutely.
1: No doubt about it. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I I will credit myself in, in doing good and okay. picking her, and the rest is all her uh, um, doing very well putting up with me. So,
0: um, Well, Sheriff, happy anniversary. Well, thank you. Thanks for stopping on by, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for having me. You have been listening to a Q Media Group production.